0: Thank you, Bonnie. Um, That was just beautiful. And uh, we talked about our talk, become like little children. And we have some children here. Would you want to come up? No? 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 Okay. Well, we might still sing with them. so let me just tell you, as children, you are light. Do you know that? Jesus said that. You know, we are the light, and we know that children are. And when Bonnie sang, she said that we are love. So we are love, but we're also light. And light looks like this. So if you want to sing with me from where you are, I would love that. You might know. Do you know this song, This Little Light of Mine? No, you don't. Okay, so Bonnie and I and and the music team are going to sing it. Do you know this? light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Okay, so. so they didn't come up with us, but they sang with us and they showed their light. And so that's what we love about children. You know, this is what uh, Jesus the Christ was talking to us about. He wanted us to understand the purity of the child. So the Bible passage, which is the one that I actually live by, that John and I made a CD by, that we really believe in, is truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, that's a pretty serious statement that we don't really talk about that much because we're busy being serious because we know things. And yet, wait a minute, I don't know, in almost any religion, John and I go to many churches, uh, people want to go to heaven. And Jesus told us how to get there. Unless you become, and you change and become like little children. You're not going to enter this kingdom of heaven. So I decided to do an investigation on what does that mean. The metaphysical meaning of the kingdom of heaven, the realm of divine ideas. So when we say we want to be in the kingdom of heaven, we want to be in the realm of divine ideas. And divine ideas are the Christ mind. And so, we want to get to that Christ mind of divine ideas. We want to know that this kingdom is in our mind, our body, our spirit, and that we are in perfect harmony. You know, with all this going on in this world, our harmony at times is disrupted disrupted. But the kingdom of heaven is harmony. It's Christ's idea. It's within us. So the kingdom of heaven, knowing that it is within you, so we have direct directions. It's within. So when we look out and we look for the answer, it's not there. It's not there. The answer is within. We have the divine mind, which is Father, the divine idea, which is Son, and we have the divine expression, which is the Holy Spirit. That is the Trinity of unity. Divine mind, divine idea, divine expression. That's how we look at the Trinity. And that all comes from within us. So, childlike. Just to understand that it is not childish behavior. Now, I love to have fun. And I love to play. But I don't like being around people who are childish. I don't really find that attractive. I walk away. And um, so, that's not what we're looking for. To become like children we have a deep trust a trust that love is real and we have an energy of peace Hildegard of Bingen said trust shows the way and Christianity at one time was called the way trust shows the way and what do we have trouble in this society trusting because we're not sure of outer trust. But I can tell you that inner trust is real. And that's where this Bible passage leads us. It leads us to be like children, to ask and receive. Children have confidence knowing that they will receive. They use their power of imagination. John and I sat with um, six of our grandchildren yesterday for birthday parties. And their imagination was running wild. I mean, they thought, let's do this, and let's do that, and let's do this, and can we do this? It was amazing. But we don't do that. We sit and say, ain't it awful? (laughs) But we have that imagination too. And we could do this, and we could do that, and we could do this, and what about that? We have that power within us. And we're being reminded of that in this Bible passage. Children forgive. I don't know if anyone has children in their life, but um, you could do some, like maybe lose your temper or something like that and know that you're wrong. So in other words, you raise your voice and they're wounded, easily wounded, and you say, you know what? I am Uh really sorry for that. I hope you forgive, Grandma. And they go, oh, yeah, Grandma, it was okay, and they run and hug you. I mean, how many times do we do that when someone wounds us? I mean, really wounds us. Are we able to say, it's all right? Because we live from the inside. So what you do on the outside, it's your thing. It's your thing. And, of course, I would accept an amends. I would appreciate an amends. I would encourage you to make an amends. But to understand that we just automatically forgive. Because that's what Jesus told us to do. Become like children. And we love. And we play. And we dance. And we cry without shame. That's a big one because we always pretend. If a child is hurt, they are so funny. They, not, I mean, not funny, haha. But they, if they are hurt, they hit the floor in a field position and sob. Without shame. What do we do when we're hurt? Do we take a moment? We need to take a moment. Now, I wouldn't hit the floor because chances are I'm not sure I could get up. But, but... Hitting the floor is not required. But to but really sit if we are hurt and sit with it and heal. And heal. Because we all must heal. And that's what's going to keep our heart open. I mean, that sounds funny, but sometimes we have to just admit that something hurt us and it actually keeps our heart open when we pretend that nothing bothers us because we're, you know, positivity, what we really do is build up walls in front of our hearts. One of the women in Medina where I speak, she says, uh, oh, I love blah, 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 whatever. And uh, I said, well, a lot of it is from my pain. A lot of my speaking is from my pain. But that's because I sat with it and felt it. And it became a blessing. And I could share it. So children are like that too. If someone gets a boo-boo, they all run to heal it. Do we run to heal people's (laughs) boo-boos? They're just giving. But they're also receiving they're also receiving. So this is a Bible passage, John sixteen twenty four, before the edit. You know, it, passages have been edited and edited and edited. This is the passage before the edit. Ask without hidden motive and be surrounded by your answer. is that great? Ask without hidden motive and be surrounded, surrounded with your answer. Be enveloped by what you desire, that your gladness be full. That's a great Bible passage for your ministerial church. Ask without hidden motive, no motive, wanting the best teacher that's available. And be surrounded by your answer. Be enveloped, that's a great visual. Be enveloped by your desire. And your gladness will be full. So to know that we need to ask and we need to receive. And we have ways of asking and not feeling worthy. We have ways of asking and then not receiving. You know, yesterday when we were giving gifts to a uh, 12-year-old and uh, 15-year-old, they received. They received, they loved it, they celebrated it. They were happy. They didn't say, oh, you didn't have to. (laughs) Oh, that's too expensive. None of that went on. So to understand that part of being children is to make a safe space of empowerment to grow and to prosper. That's one of my loves in life. I started that program when, in the late 80s of a safe space of empowerment where everyone, where everyone is empowered. And uh, Vivian introduced to me, along with Donna, the healing circle that they'll have at World Day of Prayer, 10 o'clock in the morning. That's a safe space of empowerment. We sit in a circle and everybody brings their talents, which is different. To the circle. You know, it's funny. I remember in the safe space of empowerment, there was a gentleman, his first name was Jeff, and he was coming to the circle for years. For years. And healed for years as he was dealing with a challenge. And he and I became very close in this circle. But the circle is mainly silent so when he passed and they asked me to uh, facilitate his memorial but he had many ministers speaking because he was in unity and healing for a while so they, I don't know if they had four ministers or whatever and but I was uh, facilitating so his partner said to me his significant other said to me would you say a few words about him well I had to because we didn't speak. And I had to be honest with her. I said, I will share a few words about him as I am with you because that's what I shared. Our relationship was healing. Our relationship was spiritual. Our relationship was silent. But there was one thing. One day I left church and this beautiful, healing man who was on purpose in spirit. And I walked out and I saw the most beautiful red convertible and he climbed in it. And I said, Ah, I know another side of you. <laughs> but to understand, we don't always have to be wordy with each other, we don't always have to fix each other. It's a trust-love situation. It's a trust-love situation. So I went ahead and looked further into revealing word, and I wanted to look up the word child, but it wasn't in it. and I mean, they didn't have child in, reve- in uh, revealing word, but they had child And I, after child it said, be meek. Well, I went, oh, no one's ever said to me meek, Donna. You know? So I thought, what does that mean? I'm actually called bold. I don't know. It's a little opposite to meek. But, you know, I But I was excited to look it up. And it said, meek, in Revealing Word, Charles Fillmore's book, Metaphysics. Anyone highly trained to react to all negative stimuli with love instead of an eye for an eye. Now Jesus is telling us to become childlike or to become child, the children. Anyone highly trained to react now do you see the Christ of that? Anyone highly trained to react to all negative stimuli with love instead of an eye for an eye. Can we do that? Can we do that in life? I mean there's got to be plenty of negative out there. Again, I say I I love current events. I can see plenty of negatives, but I can see plenty of good, too. So that's where the blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek who look at negativity with love instead of hate or judgment. And so blessed are these meek who look at the world with love because they will inherit the earth. So we've got our assignment to love, to understand divine ideas and perfect harmony in heaven on earth. The orderly realization of Christ's mind. The orderly realization of Christ's mind. Harmony. So to say to ourselves, I am spiritual integrity. I am living in the light of understanding. I behold God's presence and I stand in strength. Because this love that we were taught about is not for the weak. It's for the courageous. The courageous to stand in love. So that's why when they asked Jesus, the greatest commandment, He answered, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And second, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Our children come and they bring that. They bring the heaven to earth. We embrace the newborn. Think of the newborn, how they come to us. Their innocence, their purity, their simplicity, their love. That's what they bring to this world. We need to honor that and nurture that and build that in them. We need to honor that, nurture that, and build that in ourselves. So there um, is a uh, Bible, a biblical scholar, Walter Bergerman. I love this. He writes on trust. He said, what God does first and best and most is to trust his people with their moment in history. I believe as a spiritual teacher, we are right now in a moment in history. He trusts them to do what must be done for the sake of the whole community. So what God does first and best and most is to trust his people with their moment in history. So to understand that we are trusted and that we need to bring about what is good for the whole community. To understand that negative energy does not really have any energy when we're feeling negative about anything, it stops us. It does not energize us. I had someone just share recently that they felt they had a, a breakup and they felt like, oh, you know, it hurts. And I said, but love still exists. And she said, oh, yeah. That was her positive thought. Love does still exist. Break up or not? That's what we have to understand is that positive thought doesn't stop you. Negative thought stops you. So, you know, enlightened self-interest would tell you, don't think negatively because you're going to stop. Sometimes spiritual growth is enlightened self interest. If you don't want to stop, then think positively. Mark 10 15 said to us once again Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom, which is the divine idea, of God as a little child will never enter it. So we need to have these divine ideas come to us in the purity of children. And Myrtle Fillmore, she always wanted to know, her question was, who will take care of the children? Who will take care of the children? Well, i would you to expand that question to the adulthood of yourself and say, who will take care of the love? Every day ask yourself, today I get up and I will take care of the love. And the Bible says, God is love. I will take care of the love. Today, I will take care of the love. And then see all the challenges. (laughs) Because that's great when you proclaim something. (laughs) Let me just tell you, the challenges come. So, I will take care of the love. I will be a temple of the Holy Spirit. I will express divine ideas. And my Bible passage, John fourteen twenty six, the Holy Spirit. I said it last time I spoke, but now I have the Bible passage. I want you no, know, I didn't have it last time. John fourteen twenty six says, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, she will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all I have said to you. So Myrtle Fillmore lets us know that this Holy Spirit, which I call feminist, which comes to you and it gives you a remembrance of what the Christ has taught us. So she says on children, which is ourselves, our mission is not to entertain the children, but to call them out. Not to entertain. You know, today we give, you know, all sorts of material things and entertaining, you know, at every uh, fun-loving thing. And But she says, I'm going to not to entertain the children, but to call them out. Now, what does that mean? To be called out is to follow the harmonious law of the soul's unfoldment. So that's what my mission is in this third, uh, you know, we're sticking with third act right yeah? <laughs> we're now. We're not ready to go to the fourth. But anyway, the third act, Um, So that's our mission, and that's my mission. You know, I'm a soul whisperer. I believe in my mission to call out and to follow the harmonious law of the soul's unfoldment. There's so much goodness, so much creativity, so much love, so much giving, so much receiving. So to understand that when unity says, That we are light, we are life, we are love. I take that seriously. I take that teaching seriously. When Charles Fillmore says, spiritualize your intellect. I take that seriously. I taught that to the teenagers for 10 years in unity. Don't not use your intellect. Spiritualize it. We had a chemist there that was a gifted student. Become the best chemist you can bring. Bring this healing idea to the world. We had so many talented kids. Be the best. Use that intellect. Get the best grades you can give. Not to brag about them or, as I used to do, hang it on the refrigerator. And I had... One kid who rebelled about school, I hung hers on there too, she was horrified. I said, hey, that's what we do in our family. You earned it, it goes on in the refrigerator. No secrets. No secrets. Because you got to love yourself, what you're, whatever you're doing. So man's consciousness, Charles Fillmore said, spiritualize it. Be the best brain you can be and do it for the good of man." And so now I would like you all to, um, I'm going to remember my spiritual factors. <laughs> Last time I forgot it, so this time I'm going to remember. So to understand, did it go up? Oh, good. All right. So children ask with the confidence that they will receive. As we become like little children, we share the energy of trust, hope, and joy. Trust, hope, and joy. And the hardest one when, when I pray with people is trust. Trust is the hardest one. Because, you know, by the time we get to adulthood, we have had times when we've been in situations that aren't trustworthy. That's why we have to go to the souls of God, knowing that in asking, we shall receive. So let's take a moment of our day using our imagination to see a world that works for all. You know, Sharifa Dula, um has spent his life working on a world that works for all. He's now going to uh, open a little community, and I'm so excited for him. We have the will to live, love, trust, love, be loved. So as we awaken in the morning, we are going to be who will take care of the children, who will take care of the love. We will take care of the love. In our spiritual practice this week, I invite you to spiritualize your intellect, Open your hearts to bless this world with the energy of the awakened being that we are. Be ready to serve our brothers and sisters with our highest good. And so it is. Thank you for listening.